I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Looking for a great place to start your career? Start with the city of Norfolk, Virginia. You'll earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Start your career today at norfolk.gov slash coastal VA jobs. Restrictions apply. Cue the music. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. (laughs) No, you didn't. You interrupted my perfect intro. Damn you! <laughs> We're live. C2CRadioShow.com, iHeartRadio, Amazon. If you're Alexis playing corner to corner right now, then you've done something right. Congratulations. Maybe next time you can tell it to play the special edition of Skyrim. Anyway, the triple threat's complete. I'm Stan Grubb. My tag team partners, Brian Taylor, is here. Hola, como Get a special shout out to all the folks uh, south of the border over there to Rob Hefner. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't really a shout-out. No, no, if you're speaking Spanish. Hello? We have much love for the luchador. (laughs) And everybody south of the border is like, we are now a world traveler. (laughs) Right, right, they hate us. This Stan Grubb guy's an asshole. (laughs) And that Brian guy just insulted half our country. (laughs) That's not true. He did not say hello. He did not say Tango El Gato in those pantalones. He did not say that. (laughs) Just saying. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Are you enjoying your cake, sir? I am. Don't be jealous, but you don't have Canacles cake. Ooh, it's Canacles cake. He fancy, huh? And I am washing it down with a nice cold Coca-Cola beverage. Ew. Coke and a Canacles? That ain't. Mm-mm. I'll give you Canacles. Wait, you stepping on my toes with the Coke. <laughs> Wait a minute. If he's doing a nice, refreshing drink of Coca-Cola, <laughs> that double your pleasure, double your fun? Wait, that's, that's, a, a, that's a different... That's this a different isn't Wrigley's... Wrigley. <laughs> Double Shoot. Well, I tried. I tried, guys. I tried and failed. Uh, so last week in professional wrestling, we beat the hell out oh, of the draft. Oh, me, me, me. Thank- oh, oh, what do you got, Rob? What do you got? I will sum up this week in professional wrestling ooh, ooh, in one hit phrase. Me. Hit me with it. Okay. WWE creative sucked. AEW had great matches. A former WWE star debuted on AEW. There you go. Damn. Well, that's it. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you. This guy's like fully converted now. He's in. He's in. 
he has finally drunk the Kool-Aid. Rob Hefner is all elite. <laughs> you got to make him the title finder. <laughs> hey. I mean, when, when WWE doesn't give you a choice, I mean, where are you going to go? What are you going to watch? Impact? You can MLW? MLW, now found on Vice TV, by the way. Fightland, this past week, debuted right after Dark Side of the Ring. Um, while I didn't catch all of Dark Side of the Ring, I'm going to play and catch up on that one. I did watch Fightland, and Fightland was damn good. That Alex Hammerstone, that's a stud. Actually, to be honest with you, so is Jacob Thought too. It was a great match. I hate to tell you, but you keep breaking in and out. Damn you, Skype! Stupid Skype, you go squish now. Damn it. Maybe you start dropping the name Skype more, it'll work better. That's what I'm figuring. I'm figuring if I have enough disdain for Microsoft products that they will have to fix it. There's that, that how that works. Mm-mm. They'll just tell you to upgrade. <laughs> right, right. Have you tried our business version? God. Have you tried our paid product? <laughs> the premium plus plus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried unplugging it and turning it back on? <laughs> See, that's what scares me about this generation, though, is like these are the ones that are going to be in charge of us when we're hooked to a machine. And they yeah. live by the philosophy of unplug it, turn it off, plug it back in, turn it on. And that doesn't work for some things in life, like life support. <laughs> Wait a minute, yeah. it doesn't work? Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, Dad's been on life support for three weeks. <laughs> Have you tried unplugging him and plugging it back in? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's frightening. <laughs> I hope to God that's never happened. Although I'm willing to bet that some numbskull has said, let's try this. <laughs> Pull the or, plug, quick. Or they'll unplug you because they need to charge their phone. Uh. <laughs> 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 My iPad's dying. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> oh, God. I was right in the middle of a great movie. I, I need this. <laughs> it's been a stressful week. Do they find the treasure of Oak Island? I don't know. <laughs> Can somebody turn that stupid beep down? I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> Do you mind moving that man over to the other wall, please? He's blocking my view. Why are all these people in here? What are they doing? I'm trying to watch this. God damn it. <laughs> Can you stop gasping for air, please? <laughs> Why do you keep saying clear? It's working, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> clear? Clear what? I have a clear picture. <laughs> it's great. It's HD. It's 4K in some countries. <laughs> uh, we're having too much fun with this. We're going down the rabbit hole. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're doomed. I will say in a completely unrelated to wrestling comment, that if you haven't started, you need to start watching Squid Games on Netflix. That is uh, some compelling television. 
Already but, done. But you have to be able to handle the old style, and this is not meant offensively, it's just how it comes off on Netflix. You have to be able to handle the old style dubbing over of audio because I'll be damned if I'm going to get a headache reading subtitles the whole time. Although I think that they actually timed the the commentary pretty well. Yeah, I wouldn't call that old school dubbing. Yeah, old, old school, school dubbing, you'd be off. like, yeah. They'd be completely done before they even finish what they said. Also, uh, last night's edition of Heels, the season finale. Excellent. It is another appointment-type television that you need to make time to watch. It's nine episodes for their first season. Man. Um, The funny thing is, with the Duffy Wrestling League, it really, really reminds me of just about every indie wrestling show I've ever seen in my life. Without maybe the Expedition of Gold. Just, Just pointing that out. Okay, haven't seen it. Yeah, find the time, find the time and the money. Cause find the money. Yeah, I was gonna say you have that? to subscribe. <laughs> you have to subscribe, or you could find it through you know other means. Also, the first three episodes are available on YouTube right now. Yeah, but do they do those episodes like they do episodes of Dark Side of the Ring where it cuts in and out? And oh God, and it doesn't line up right. Yeah, like the Chris Canyon episode where the music's too loud and the audio. Yeah, yeah, no, I get, I hear you, I hear you. That was awful, um, but no, this is actually Stars putting it out there. They put the first oh, three cool. episodes out for free, so it's HD. It's good, good video quality. So I think you'll be okay with that. Very nice. So, guys, last week I said, "Hey, you know what? We've we've kicked WWE on down the gutter. We've touted AEW. We've crowned them." We've crowned them. And and frankly, this coming Friday, we may crown them again. However, I said, we got to find another topic. We need to get back into some of our topic conversations. And so I asked the question today, both on Twitter and in our, in our production chat and our personal chat. I said, guys, who is a character or wrestler that you thought was a big star or was going to be a big star, but nobody else did? So tonight, that's what we're going to spend some time on. We, we, Brian and I batted some names around. Rob, I'm sure you've got some ideas. Um, Brian, yours was actually kind of surprising because I felt like a lot of people saw the, the person that you named as a potential star. And uh, maybe it just didn't live up to fruition or maybe it's the fact that he just couldn't do it. But we'll start with you, man. The guy that you thought was going to be a star that had money written on him, and for whatever reason, nobody nobody agreed. So apparently my sarcasm did not carry over. Oh, you were serious. Oh. <laughs> so you're saying that the Disco Inferno wasn't an actual selection? No, because, uh, you know. I think uh, Disco was very forgettable, and 
even back in in the day, he was forgettable. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody yeah. thought he was going to be a big star, which was completely, you know. I just threw it in there just to be sarcastic. Hundred percent on the money. I'd say you're right. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't think anybody thought he was going to be a big star. So when you when you watch, thought he was going to be a big star. Yeah, he believes he's he's still the day. He touts Vince Russo as the greatest wrestling icon, writer, blah blah blah. He uh, guest spots on Conan. Between the two, Conan has so much more credibility. I don't know how Con- or how Disco fits into that mold, but I guess anything goes in that age of wrestling. Yeah, in, in his mind, he is a superstar. Um, you know, like probably on the level of Hulk Hogan or something. Oh, God. You know. <laughs> Disco fever. Disco so. fever. But, yeah, that was pure sarcasm. <laughs> but at least, you didn't say, at least you didn't say Alex Wright. Uh, well, I would, I would take, I would have thought Alex Wright over Disco, honestly. Now, okay, on that same, in that same breath, Alex Wright, maybe not. Das Wunderkind, probably not. But you know who did have potential that, for whatever reason, not everybody saw was Berlin. Berlin was actually a interesting character for Alex Wright. And it just, for whatever reason, never took hold. <clears throat> Okay, yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, the kid had <laughs> Rob's a, like whatever. <laughs> he had a nice physique. Yep, good looking, and could wrestle, right? Yep. So, to me, had the magic uh, trifecta there mm-hmm. that uh, you know he quite possibly could have done something had WCW not uh, folded. You know, taking taking the big old nosedive. Take the L. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, like I said, Das Wonderkin was was kind of generic. You know, it's a, it's an up and coming superstar. But with Berlin, at least, it was some character development. He was kind of imposing. At least, okay, at least he was imposing on the cards, like literally on the WCW Nitro cards. It was a good looking card. All right. So how about how about Lasertron? Whoa, <laughs> Lasertron. Okay, all right. In that same vein, how about Todd Champion and Chip the Firebreaker? No, I'm the not. Patriots. I don't even know who those two. What guys about are. Glacier? Okay. Uh, yeah, but I think Glacier made it. You know what I'm saying? I think Glacier probably was a game. The York Foundation. Oh man, the York Foundation had potential. The idea that you could take, you know, a very very redneck Ricky Morton, and that's not an insult. I'm just saying that's just his character. He's a rock and roll redneck kind of thing. You know, hey, uh, Terry Taylor. Listen, in this day and age, you can't call people rednecks. Very southern, a, Ricky Morton. We'll do that. <laughs> Thank you for making me woke, sir. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, HR texted me. <laughs> oh, well, wow, Rob, quit texting him while we're on the air. I'm trying to talk. Um, <laughs> what about uh, Tommy Rich, Wildfire Tommy Rich? All three of those people turn into, you know, suit wearing corporate flunkies led by Marlena. Or Alexandra York, as it was at the time. 
Terry Runnels. And I think, <clears throat> and I could be wrong, which I probably am, because I am a lot. Um, I feel like the York Foundation would have had a different light and been taken different and had a better, shall we say, run if they weren't still dealing with, like, if they stir, like, if they weren't in the heyday of the four horsemen. Does that make sense? Because I feel like in that time and in that era, the York Foundation was kind of like a watered down version of the horsemen, which they had their, they had their manager. They all wore suits. You know, they were business people. Da, da, da. And it just didn't fly at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was cool. I mean, Ricky Morton being bad was something that, like, I think it was one of the first times that I was like, wait a minute. As a, as a kid, you know, as a fan, I'm like, that one, and then the Barry Windham punching Dusty Rhodes in the face was just like, what? I remember thinking that the, the concept... The wrong I, I thought the concept of the the computer deciding when they were going to win, like how long the match would take and how it would analyze different patterns. Like I seem to remember, I want to say it was, he was going by Terrence Taylor, but he had a match against uh, Brian Pillman. And they they pointed out the obvious of when, when Pillman would fire up for a comeback and he would slap the mat, you know, and do that, that fire up pose that he would do before he would start chopping and, and hitting drop kicks. They used that. They identified that to the fans as that was a weakness. And so when he did that, and Terry Taylor hit his forearm uh, smash and beat him, it was a it, to me. It felt like it was a major thing. I, I actually agree with you, Rob. The York Foundation really could have been huge. Yay! Can you say that again? I mean, I could, but you know, we're live. We. We're live, pal. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta move on. I mean, I appreciate your time. Thanks for, thanks for coming out. Oh, story of my <laughs> life. Uh, let's see. So, Rob, I, I, that is that is seriously that's a that's a good selection. Brian, is there is there one that you can think of that popped off the page to you? Mm-mm. No, unfortunately, no. No, not a one. Well, I don't. I, I mean. Uh, the, the to me the interesting thing about wrestling is what's good for you may not be good for the next person, right? Sure. So, you know, uh, I mean, I, but I don't, you know, I, I got my own taste. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. Y'all, y'all discuss, and then maybe I'll chime in. Maybe I, maybe I can come up with one. So well, you should have just made it about who's just straight up losers, and then Disco would have fit perfectly. I mean, well, that's finally a category of club that he can be a member to. I mean, hey, and Power and Glory, and I mean, all right. Um, oh, come on, Power and Glory mm. was kind of cool though. Like that superplex into the splash—that was a hot finish. <laughs> Rob wow. boats the drizzling poops. <laughs> 
that gets the C2C Drizzling Poops Award. So. <laughs> oh, God. Brought to you by Charmin. Oh. Oof. Oofta. Okay. How about a tag team that, honestly, during their run in WCW, I was honestly surprised that they didn't get more airplay. And that's the tag team of Scott Norton and Ice Train, the team called Fire and Ice. I remember during, you know, 95, 96 period where they were tagging all the time and constantly on television thinking, man, these guys should be world tag champs. They should they should have the gold. But they never quite got there. They never quite got even title shots. They just they would get close and then just get shuffled back down. I agree. I mean, I always liked Fire and Ice. I was always a Scott Norton fan. Um, I just loved how he came out and he just could basically whoop up on anybody, mm-hmm. you know. And I also agree that I thought, all right, this this is a team that's actually going to dethrone the Horsemen and 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 make a run. And then they just kind of got to that point. It's like, nope, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Because I agree. At the time they were together, um, the top tag team in WCW was Harlem Heat. So to me, it seemed like it made sense. This would be a great feud. Harlem Heat and Fire and Ice would be a great match. But they never really mixed it up. I can't think of one time where they ever collided on television. I don't. I mean, who is Harlem Heat? Ru- who were they feuding against at that point? Was it the Steiners? So they had matches with the Steiners, the Nasty Boys. Um, they mixed it up. Fire and Ice. <laughs> Sorry. Brian, are you saying, sir, that they had title shots? Because I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember them okay. getting title so, shots. So, uh, uh, Let's go back, oh, I don't know, 15 years. Can we? That'd be awesome. Sure, 15. Let's just go back 15 years. Yes! Um, do you remember everything you did? Probably not. So 20, 25 years? Yeah, I wouldn't remember. But I'm sure they did. I'd be, I'd be, you'd be a fool not to, as big as that team was. Size-wise, I think over with the crowd, but mm-hmm. they would have been perfect for anybody to feud with. But then I guess they also had the allure of like, and the problem of the fact that like they're very LOD-ish. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They had that like, kind of a feel. When you put, because they, 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 their whole premise was come in, kick your ass, and leave. And so if you had them come in, kick their ass, and take the belts, then what team are you going to have come in and kick their ass? You know? So it kind of be, they kind of backed themselves into a corner. I think it's kind of like when they put the belt on Goldberg, you know, Goldberg all of a sudden had this feud, and then they're like, this streak, and then all of a sudden they gave him the belt, and then they realize, oh shit, there's nothing. We, who's going to get it off of him? 
You know, like, how are we going to end this? Eventually, it has to end. Well, I guess it's a good thing that, that there was a Kevin Nash to answer to the Goldberg problem. I mean, it's always good when they, you know, when egos get in the way to, to get rid of things, you know. <laughs> Who are we going to have for Goldberg? I can see that creative now meeting now. Who's going to get rid of Goldberg? Um, that will be me. I can handle this. <laughs> I've got an idea. Here, yeah. here, here let me write it down booking... with my pencil. <laughs> yeah. And the other booking people on the booking committee be like, but that was supposed to be me. <laughs> right, right. I never understood how WCW would let one person go into, you know, the main event and then also, you know what? Yeah, I'll help you. I'll book the territory. No problem. Let's do this. Three weeks later, guess who's champ? Like, What? Yeah, but that's not just WCW. That's no, you're right. You're right. Way. There's a lot of a lot of companies that did that that I never I never understood that dynamic though. Like, usually the owner is the person in charge that makes those decisions. I always wondered how that came about. Yeah, I mean, I but think like they cleared it. But yeah, but like let's take the AWA right. So. Mm-hmm. Because this is like the trifecta here, right? Yeah. So you had Ganyu that owns it, Ganyu that books it, Ganyu's world champ, right? Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing about that is they paid to see him. You know what I'm saying? You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, he had his territory, and... His territory was hot because of him, if that makes sense. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Would it have been the same if Ganya wasn't there? Because that's who people came to see, especially when he was a champ. Not really his later years, but... Right, right. No, there's definitely a time where Vern Ganya was, was the man in that area, in that territory. And... Absolutely, people paid to see Vern Gagne and Greg Gagne to a, for a time, brief time, but a time. Um, but that, that's true. They were draws in that area. Yeah, so, you know, in a, in a situation like that, same thing with Lawler in Memphis. Right. I was just going to bring up Lawler in Memphis because, like, wasn't he champ like 23 times or something? No, I Shoot, think he is well over 100. Yeah. <laughs> right. But if you think about it is, as we joke about, he it was his company – he was the champ, but he wouldn't have been the champ that many times if people weren't still putting their butts in the seats to see what's going on. Right. right. Very true. Yeah. You know, and you being the, the the man who owns the company, you're bringing people in, you put the belt on them. Well, then guess what? You got to get the belt off of them because they're not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like today where, hey, we can put the belts on somebody and actually forget the belts on them. We can actually forget the belt exists, you know. But yeah, I mean some some territories were created, you know, from the the, the owner, the head booker, you know, whatever the case may be, because they were the biggest draw. Um, there's no doubt Lawler was absolutely the biggest draw in Memphis especially back in his heyday. Gonna so. be in Memphis. 
I guess it didn't hurt that, you know, <laughs> he was a king of all trades. Well, I think that for Lawler, it came back to, you know, who who broke him in. You know, his work with Jackie Fargo is the stuff of legend, if you really talk about it. I mean, really think about what Jackie Fargo did for him. And then people were paying to see Fargo then. And when Lawler finally starts to overcome that, you know, overcome Fargo in that feud, that cemented him as basically what what he says, the king of Memphis. So, yeah, everybody wanted to see what he was going to do, who he was going to fight. I remember during the, the days of Global, where USWA would air on ESPN also, and remember when uh, Lawler and Eddie Gilbert were feuding, and he got hit by a car. Hot stuff. There's a guy talking about guys that, that should should have been a whole lot bigger. Not that he wasn't a big star, but Eddie Gilbert had, man, he had everything. He had the personality. He had the ability to work and move. And he had, I mean, he had the attitude. He had the character. It always surprised me that he was never a bigger star. Uh, again, I think he falls to the, to the territory issue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, where he was, he's a big, big fish in a little pond. Yeah. And when he finally goes to the NWA, uh, you know, with the stars that you already had established, not saying he couldn't have broke through with them, but, um, you know, the Horseman, Flair, Dusty, Magnum, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Well, I think going with Brian's saying, as I think, like, as flamboyant and out there, like, surfer guy kind of thing that Eddie Gilbert was, you know, very out there in your face, was great for the Florida territory where it was at, you know? Mm-hmm. And then at the time, you had the NWA, which that persona did not fly well in the NWA because you had so many, like, other personalities going on. But then if he'd have gone up north, his personality would have been swallowed up because everybody had a larger-than-life persona. You know? And so, I do agree that he was one that was kind of like... And I think back in that time, there were some that just... They ran their territory like the Ganyas. You you take the Ganyas, and they were great at the AWA, but... To move them somewhere else, eh? You know, but uh, I remember the when the greatest thing, you know. Remember when the WCW game came out for the Nintendo, and Eddie Gilbert was in it, and and at that time when it came out, it's like late '89, early '90, and I remember thinking, like, who the hell is Eddie Gilbert? Because I was I was too young to really understand like who he really was. Uh. And the, and the next thing I know, I'm like, wait, oh, wow, this is the guy? You know, a few years later, I start seeing him on uh, ESPN, and I'm like, holy crap, how is he not a bigger star? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just wanted to be known that I'm not saying that he couldn't have. Well, no, no, I'm I know I'm just that. saying yeah. by the time, you know, well, yeah, but I'm talking about the bobblehead at home, right? 
you know, I don't want to be inundated with, oh, my God, Eddie's now, Eddie Gilbert was the greatest thing ever. You're such oh, oh. a schmuck for, This just you know. in. Lords of Pain reporting, Brian Taylor, corner to corner, doesn't think Eddie Gilbert could have been a star. Yeah, well, but uh, again, <laughs> uh, down down in where he came from, he was a mm-hmm. huge star. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, the ultimate problem is when you go to a different place that have their own established stars, sometimes you just don't translate as well. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and, and that's what we're trying to say is this, it's not so much he didn't have it or he couldn't be it. It's just there are certain people in territories that had that persona that I am the main event. And I'm not saying he wouldn't have been a Mitch Carter, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I say, like when I ask people about their acting career, you know, like, would you rather make one hit movie or have a long time career making B movies? You know, and most people pick the long career, you know, <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, well, now that unless it's a, if it's a Disney Marvel movie. I'll take the one hit. See, <laughs> and there's I'll take a lot residual. of dollars. I was going to say, there's a lot of decimal points we're talking about. A lot of commas and zeros we're talking about, depending on the I've film. Asked, I've asked as many people as I can that I just want to be Stormtrooper something in one episode of Mandalorian. Right. So then right. I go to Comic Cons for the rest of my life as Stormtrooper 27775. <laughs> <laughs> FN218. What is your designation code? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've always thought about doing that at Comic Cons, just getting a table and sitting there and selling autographs. I'm sure <laughs> somebody would buy one, not realizing he's got to be famous. He's at a Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> then get home and be like, this man ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> They get one of those like those those big eight by tens. You get it signed. They take it home, put it in the frame. Local man, Culpepper man arrested for fraud at local Comic Con. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't be frauded. I was, hey, they bought it. Ain't my, ain't my fault they didn't realize I didn't do nothing. I am a star in my own mind. I know, I'm a legend in my own mind. <laughs> no, so, I mean, like, I think, in my opinion, like, Barry Wyndham would almost kind of come to a point, you know? Like, Barry Wyndham had a huge, in my opinion, a huge upside Mm -hmm. that didn't get taken advantage of in the time that it should have been in the NWA, WCW. Hmm. Mm, So I think think the upside was the uh, NWA. The downside was his time in the WWE. Oh, yeah, his downside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, he had you figure uh, what tag team titles? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the he US had singles title. titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was with the Horsemen. Did he ever get um, the world title? Uh, later in his WCW did, run, he was in. Didn't, yeah, didn't he get that the international world title? So. Of course, the you know the history of the NWA and WCW in the late '80s, early '90s is is murky at best because when 
Flair leaves and takes the big gold, the NWA is pissed because of what happens. And that's where this dissension starts, and they crown a new champion between Luger and Barry Windham. Because remember, at that Great American Bash, it was supposed to be Luger and Flair. Well, Flair leaves. Luger beats Barry Windham with the pile driver and debuts as the the world's champion with a belt that was like pieced together from scrap metal, basically. And the NWA starts really getting hesitant because they don't have a marquee guy. And then in 92, when Flair comes back, and you remember the old Flair for the gold segments that, that pushed him into with his, his, his face run with Anderson against the Hollywood Blondes. Flair gets the NWA world title back. And then as Barry Windham beats the great Muda for the title, that's when he... That when he wins that title shortly after the NWA is like, well, no, that's not what we want. So they pull out of their deal with WCW, and then it becomes the international title. Yeah, but I, th- I he had that one. Mm-hmm. I'm almost I'm almost positive he had the international. Yeah, I mean, I I would qualify and say that he was a world champion, but. For me, I'm, I, I can understand why somebody would put an asterisk by it. Fine, fine, fine. Sorry. Again, he, no. uh, you know, like, uh, like I was saying, he's one that doesn't translate from the the WWE. No, I agree because if you look at it, he had all the all the pieces that you need with a regular star. You know, he had he had the character. He had the pedigree. He had the the reputation, you know, the credibility. And WWE, of course, in Vince McMahon's ingenious talent, says, no, 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 we got to call him. What was his first one? The Widowmaker. That didn't God. make any damn sense. What the hell's the Widowmaker? No, no, like, what is exactly is a Widowmaker? Can somebody tell me? Uh... Isn't it some dangerous tool or something that's going to kill know. people? Yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> dangerous tool. <laughs> I mean, Check I your phone. That. Got it. I agree. Like, I feel like he is one of those talents that had the talent, but just for some reason, like Brian said, it didn't transcend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he did the, 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 the team with Mike Rotunda. Mm-hmm. U.S. Express. And I would say that would be the height of his WWE success. Yeah, I would agree. Because as the new Blackjacks, they didn't win the titles. They didn't really have a fair run. Um, fuck, what was it called? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what was he called before? Uh, the Stalker? Well, I was going to say, was he the Stalker? Yeah, he had a face paint all up in camouflage. And there again, just another... One of those what what the hell kind of gimmicks like you see it on TV you're like that's supposed to be Barry Windham right that that doesn't make sense yeah they never gave him his due yes they give him his his Hall of Fame ring because of the Horsemen but let's be real uh, WCW Barry Windham NWA Barry Windham that's Hall of Fame material by itself well it's like Barry Darso that's a great you example know, like if. You- if you put Barry Darso in the Hall of Fame in WWE, how are you going to do it? It's got to be for demolition. I mean, 
people people are going to say what they want to say about LOD versus Demolition, but I mean, Demolition's an iconic tag team. A history-making one with their reigns at the time, and they were one of the only teams, just like Hogan being one of the only singles wrestlers, to beat Andre the Giant. That's kind of big. I personally think he should go as Repo Man. I hated that gimmick. It bothered me so much because, you know, at the... Let's see, Repo Man's 91. Demolition isn't that far gone at that point. Demolition and Axe is still around. He's not wrestling as much anymore because of his back injury. Crush is still on the scene. And, you know, the, the injury to Road Warrior Animal hasn't happened yet. So we're not seeing any variation. But all of a sudden the Repo Man <laughs> shows up. What's mine is mine and what's yours is mine too. And I'm like, well, that's Smash. What the, why is he a Repo guy? Why the hell should I, a 10-year-old kid at this time, give a damn about a Repo Man? What's it, What even is a Repo Man at the age of 10? Tell me a 10-year-old kid that really knows what a Repo Man is. Right. Well, I mean, he'd already been a Russian. Yeah, that's true. Crusher Khrushchev? Like, yeah, he'd already been Crusher Khrushchev, and now he'd been Demolition Smash, and now he's the Repo Man. Mm-hmm. But yet he wasn't done. No, that's the craziest part. He goes to WCW and he's the blacktop bully. He is, um, he was some golfer gimmick. I don't remember what it was. Um, but blacktop bully was ultimately the one. And, and even that, uh, it becomes an infamous gimmick because of his King of the Road match with Dustin Rhodes. Oh, yeah. I like that match. It actually was pretty good. All things considered. The world's the... straightest piece of highway. <laughs> I, if, you've, if you ever get an opportunity, you should read um, Dustin Rhodes' Gold Dust book where he talks about how they put that match together. It is actually pretty comical. Hmm. All right, so we've talked about, let's see who we've listed so far. Fire Nice, uh, Berlin. Brian said Disco Inferno. Um, Rob, you said Brian the York said Foundation. he was the Disco Inferno fan club. Right, right, we're president, right, founding member. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, 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 one I listed earlier. What about not Demolition Crush, because I think he did have a his moment, but when he was repackaged and became Kona Crush, the Hawaiian, in my opinion, he had money written all over him. And to not to only give him a feud against Doink the Clown made no sense to me. He could have had great feuds with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Um, now, he later turns heel and feuds with Randy Savage, which was a great run, by the way, his heel run. But he never wins a title. As a matter of fact, he fades into seemingly into his obscurity until coming back as part of the Nation of Domination and ultimately as the Disciples of the Apocalypse. But he never gets his big, big break, in my opinion. Now, he goes to WCW, becomes part of uh, Chronic with Brian Clark. But by that point, I mean, to me, it felt like... Nobody cares. 
Right. Well, I was going to say that like that ship had sailed. Like it wasn't what it could have been. I felt like I always felt like Brian Adams, the late Brian Adams, um, was I really a lot more valuable than he was ever given credit for. Mm-hmm. As a fan, like growing up with the AWA, reading the magazines, I was always a fan of Brian Adams, gentleman Brian Adams, and then like. To never seeing him on, never get to see him on the big stage was just kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, but Crush, I think, in my opinion, I think Crush um, suffered from the time they debuted him. All the people that he could feud with were already in matches and series and stories, and it. You know, I think they just debuted him at the wrong time. So then by the time the people got around, I mean, because they're not going to break up a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels thing to put him with Crush or, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to break up a Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon or to put either one of them with Crush. And so I think if he'd have come in at a different time when maybe there was a little bit more room. You know, because it kind of comes across to me as like a couple of those storylines where they did those vignettes of somebody coming and it's kind of like like the stalker or the other weird outback dude, you know, like you'd see those commercials and you're kind of like, what the fuzz does, mm-hmm. you know, and crush. It's like, OK, that crush. It's kind of like you just said with. Barry Darso. Mm-hmm. You know, they debuted him as a repo man, but you're like, oh, that's that's Smash from Demolition. Right. right. And this crush is, I was like, okay, it's the same dude. Just different makeup. You know? So I kind of think he was one of those that got painted with that brush the first time they debuted him, and he just wasn't able to get a different outlook well i mean he comes in at a time in let's see crush debuts in late 92 early 93 um he comes in at a time where they're transitioning from the hulk hogan rock and wrestling era to the new generation which was Shawn michaels bret hart diesel razor ramon uh the one through three kid and you know insert those folks from that era at that time but I always felt that he had the ability to work up to that level. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe it was the fact that he had the previous gimmick of Demolition Crush that it just never helped him break away. Brian, do you have any early memories? I know, uh, again, Brian. Brian's made it clear 15 years ago, much less 15 minutes ago. It's a little tough to remember sometimes. But do you have any early memories of, of Crush when he, broke, or when he came, out, came back out as Kona Crush? Mm-mm. Wow! No, I, I, I mean again. You're, I mean, I, my memory, you know, is fleeting. I don't. I don't know if I would have paid enough attention. You know, I know. I know when he switches. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But I, I don't. I don't think I would have paid attention when he was Kona Crush, right? Mm-hmm. Well, didn't he team with Adam Bomb? 
Yeah, he becomes a he becomes ultimately goes by his real name Brian Adams and teams with Brian Clark, Adam Bomb in WCW as part of as Chronic. And I mean, as funny as their their team seemed at first, because remember when they first came out as Chronic, like oh god, it's the obvious marijuana reference, and then all of a sudden you see them just literally beating the hell out of everybody, and then it's like wait, now they're <laughs> now these guys are badasses, and they had a good run in in New Japan, actually. So, I mean, that's not to put it back, but I always felt like he was just something they could have capitalized more on in in WWE or F, whatever. I don't know because you know Rob made the uh, statement earlier about the WWF, right? Mm-hmm. They were all, you know, they all had these outlandish gimmicks, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to claw your way out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, if it, even if you pull yourself to the next rung of the ladder, there's still more outlandish characters that you got to try and work your way through. Now, because I, I do, I do like the the tag team better in WCW. Because again, I, I, I mean, I knew who he was, but it wasn't somebody I paid attention to in the mm-hmm. WWE when he's Kona Crush. It's just not my not my flavor. So for you, Stan, go ahead. I think you're on to something when you said that it was also at the tail end of a Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling, and you know that whole larger than life persona. Because as the fans are getting out of wanting to see that type of wrestler, you know. Here we go. We're getting debuted another one, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just bringing him out as Brian Adams or whatever. They bring him out as he's not only crushed, but he's a brighter, more cartoonish version of what he was. Right. You know, and I think at that point, the wrestling fan was like, "No, we want to see Bret Hart's and, Sh- and Shawn Michaels's and the Razor Ramones. We don't want to see." Corner crush, brother. <laughs> shaka, shaka, bro. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it was a little, a little corny. And let's not forget that his finisher was the the head squeeze, where he put the deadly the, head squeeze. <laughs> great Kali, at least great Kali at seven foot three, seven foot four, was menacing enough to where you're like, God, damn, he's gonna squeeze that man's head to a pop. Crush, on the other hand, I can. All right, I right, give you that because. Didn't really seem like that was. It's like the whole what? What wrestler was uh, was it the the Baron von Rusky that had the chest claw or something like a heart punch? Who had the heart punch? Uh, mean Mark. That it was basically like you take somebody's arm, you put it over their head, and then you punch them in the chest. Yeah, yeah, you you put it to like almost like a. a Chris a, Adams had that. Oh wow, Chris, a- gentleman, Chris Adams did that too. Oh, it was banned. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was banned, you know? And as much as I like to dig on wrestling, like, different matches, I will say that if you're watching Raw, the Kofi and Ricochet match is pretty quality. I'll have to check that out. Wait, oh, you mean Xavier Woods and, and Ricochet? 
Yes. What did I say? Kofi. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. Um, I, I, well, I started to backtrack. I'm like, wait, Kofi just beat – or Xavier just beat him. Now I'm confused. <laughs> I hope – I really do hope that Xavier Woods gets the nod. I know that, you know, King of the Ring for WWE is – what is it, once every four or five years that they actually trot it out there to try to get interest, but it's that's the goal that Kofi King... Or, God damn it, now I'm doing it. That Xavier Woods has talked about since he got the WWE. It was never about the title. You know, it was never about WWE title. It was, he wanted to be King of the Ring before he hung it up. So you're saying this is his farewell tour? It might be. I mean, it, look at Xavier Woods' career. I mean, Consequences Creed, we know him, right? When we went to the house show at John Paul Jones, and we were like, what's up, Consequences Creed? And he was like, it's Xavier Woods now. Remember that? That was funny. Um, we distracted him because we're good at distracting people when they're working. But he he cemented a, a pretty solid career, and that's let's see, Creed was back in 2003, 2004 when he debuted, maybe 2005. I might actually be a little too early on that. Maybe that's six or seven. But either way, you know, he's been a, around for a long time, and he's now working with G4, the newly rebranded, reformed G4 network. Remember that used to be on uh, cable television. Apparently, it's coming back. Um, and the up, up, down, down brand is now a pretty self-sustaining. If you don't believe me, the Twitch leaks where people making money off of uh, Twitch by itself, Xavier Woods making about 75000 a year in payouts for Twitch. But don't worry, because Adam Cole and Paige are making six figures from Twitch. <laughs> That's insane. Who is? Adam Cole and former WWE NXT and Divas champion Paige make six figures from their Twitch accounts. Well, I mean, they got streamers that make billions. Yeah. Um, what's the guy's name? Ninja. makes Apparently makes millions. Plus, he has sponsorship deals. He's in, he's in that Fortnite game. In the Fortnite? Yeah, he is. Daggum kids playing that daggum Fortnite. Newfangled technology. Oh, he got off track there. So, Demo Demolition Crush or Kona Crush, in my opinion, was one of those. Rob, is there is there another one that you can think of that you're like, man, this guy has like it. He is a he's going to be huge, and then it just doesn't really happen. Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I would almost say like modern, modern times. Mm -hmm. I would be close to say Bobby Roode. You know, like if you look at him in TNA mm -hmm. and then NXT, and then when he came to the main roster, it was like. Never mind, go away. <laughs> yeah, he gets NXT. They give him 
the glorious moniker and the entrance that becomes just truly iconic. And then he gets the main roster call up. He does win the U.S. title, which, you know, kudos to him. He does get that, but that's kind of where he peaks. Uh, now he's teaming with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he's had a run as, as Raw Tag Champion and SmackDown Tag Champion to date. I don't think he's held any other titles. But I mean, like, a legit main eventer, and he's getting nothing, you know? So, I mean, it's not as broad as some of the other ones that we've talked about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that I figure, but I mean, it's still one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's valid when you look at, you know, he, you still have an opportunity to fix that though. I I don't think they will, but you still have an opportunity to perhaps, perhaps get one over, you know, to make some headway. And, and turn it around. You still honestly could turn it around with Dolph Ziggler, although I feel that they just they've they've let that ship sail. I don't think we'll see any major move with Dolph Ziggler from here forward. No, Dolph's just there for a paycheck at this point. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that Dolph Ziggler, you know, had a horrible career. I mean, he is a former world champion. He's he had a moment in the sun, one of the most memorable money in the bank cash-ins. Now, could he have been bigger? Absolutely. I don't think there's a question about that. How big, I'm not sure, but I think he certainly could have been bigger. Ass, Sonny. She can tell you how big. Oh. I don't want to know. What is wrong with you? Well, there you have it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this. We got a, we got a solid, a solid hour out of that topic. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Now, what would you think about, would you consider like Dan Spivey to be one of those? That's actually a good question. I thought about that because he doesn't really get an opportunity after that, but his, excuse me, his injuries were the cause of him not really getting more of a, more of a turn because apparently there were larger plans at play for Waylon Mercy. But he just wasn't physically up to it. Wait, Dan Spivey was Waylon Mercy? You didn't know that? Uh, yeah. Wow. I've never put the two to two together. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous Danny Spivey of the Skyscrapers, which to me still... Okay, you know what? That's actually a good example. Why did the Skyscrapers never hold the tag team titles? Because they couldn't stay together long enough. Oh, okay. I mean, you had you had Spivey and Sid, mm-hmm. and then no, it was Sid and Mean Mark. No, it was and Sid and Spivey at first, Spivey. and then it was Mean Mark and uh, Spivey. Because uh, Sid goes horseman. Something else happened to bring in Mark. Was it softball? (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't know. It might have been the scissors. I don't. 
something, something happened to bring the third one in, whichever way was, you know, however it started, there was something that happened. I just remember. Go ahead. I just remember that epic was a Starcade where they had the two rings, and it was like an over-the-top road battle royal, and you get thrown into the other cage, the other ring, and then the two winners of the rings will fight each other. Mm-hmm. And the skyscrapers were the final people, and Teddy Long comes out going, "Player, you think I'm not a small man?" <laughs> That's right, and he, and he puts split the, the purse. Well, he puts the crown on himself. <laughs> and walks out with his two big old skyscrapers. So in the in the first iteration or incarnation of the skyscrapers, it's it's Dan Spivey and Sid. And they have a run where they beat the dynamic dudes, they get a match and a feud with the Road Warriors while Teddy Long, you know, breaks away while he was a referee. But in a match at Halloween Havoc 89, um, the the skyscrapers get disqualified. They later have a, a match at Clash of Champions 9 against the Steiners, which was so hard-hitting that Sid suffers a punctured lung due to a broken rib. And that's ultimately where he leaves the team. Sid just gets hurt. Yeah, he's had some. But I think that's injuries. part, like, I think I go back to Fire and Ice thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I figure, like, you know, I think that if uh, skyscrapers at the time, when you're one of your main tag teams, is still, you know, the horseman to a degree, you're going to bring in the skyscrapers and, huh? It's kind of like this, this, this AJ Styles and Omos, Osmos, whatever his name is. <laughs> Osmo, osmosis. <laughs> I mean, like that dude should legit be able to hold the belt by himself. I think he could. <laughs> He's you kind know? of fierce. So, it just don't make sense. Man, that's two people I'm getting tired of looking at. Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. Well, I mean, you know, Goldberg has been threatening to murder Bobby Lashley, and nobody's called the cops. I don't understand how that happens. You know, we're supposed to believe this could happen in the real world. I'm just saying. Well, let's go to one. Let me ask you all. We're talking about wrestlers getting their due and you know what they I can't hear nothing you said wrestlers getting their due and they're and they're they're pushing stuff what about Steven Regal like we Mm. know him now as NXT Commissioner Steven Regal great behind the scenes Mm -hmm. but Lord Steven Regal like do you think Steven Regal in his wrestling career got the got the due that he deserved. Hmm. Lord Steven Regal, of course, uh, later becomes William Regal. As Rob mentions, he's now the NXT commissioner. But in his earlier 
runs in WCW. I, I would I would agree the Blue Bloods is another good example of something that could have been a lot bigger. I always questioned as to why they never held the title. It's again another tag team in WCW that for whatever reason never held the title. Um man, that's a tough call because when you look at William Regal or Steve Regal, Steven Regal, excuse me. Um he had he had some pretty high profile matches with Ricky Steamboat with Sting and then of course his obvious one with Goldberg but you know as far as getting his due unfortunately I think the fact that he was um, by his own admission under the influence of uh, drugs and alcohol while he was in WCW towards the, the last part of his run that might be what ultimately cost him maybe he was still suffering and they knew it back then like in 93 and 94 when he was first wrestling for them but I don't know. That, that's a good question. Brian, did, did William Regal, Steven Regal, ever really get his due in WCW, you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, are you basing this whole uh, thing on if they win titles or not? See, that that's a good question. I'm not really sure I'd say that's, that would be the only piece. Um, I know that he was television champion. I know that he could have had a more major role. He probably yeah. could have held more titles. But 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 you see what I'm saying? Like so, um, he has a really good career in WCW, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know, just because he doesn't become world champ and you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that um, he didn't or he wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I thought he had a good run in WCW. I feel like he had – he was he was one of those guys – I'm not saying this in a way to put him down, but he was like the Brooklyn Brawler. If you couldn't get in the ring and have a good match with him, then there was something wrong. You know, he was the litmus in WCW, and and I feel like they did use him for that because look at it all the look at all the people that they had feud with him. Look at it all the different programs he worked, and and when I mentioned it earlier, like he did work with Ricky Steamboat, he did work with Mark Marrow at the time where Mark Marrow was probably at his best, uh, Sting. Um, Lex Luger. Um, now, I don't know if he ever had any interaction with the NWO. I don't think he really did. I think he managed to kind of avoid that. That was towards the latter parts, the late parts of the Blue Bloods. And then, of course, his match with Goldberg, where, you know, the story is what it is. He tries to make an example out of Goldberg, and it blows up in his face. But the truth of the matter is... You know, part of me, I don't know, Rob, I I would kind of agree with Brian. It's not exactly that he should have been world champion or anything, but I kind of think that he did have a solid run. I I don't know. I think I'm in the middle on that. I'm not sure where I stand. That's a good question, though. I like that. Yay, I did something right. (laughs) 
Well, the, I, the, the purpose of, of these topic conversations, of course, to, the, to those that are listening, whether it's at C2CRadioShow.com or over through iHeartRadio, which thank you so much. We've seen a wonderful increase of traffic through both of those outlets. Um, you know, we, we bring these up to, to ask the question, right? To, to see, as Marvel would say, what if, right? But it's also to see, you know, what, what, the, what the pulse of the fan, today's wrestling fan, is saying as well. I, I last week, Brian Rob, I, I watched one of those YouTube videos from as Brian would say it, I'm not even I don't feel like I'm fit to call someone this. Brian, what would you call someone that just makes that phrase or comment in wrestling that just doesn't make any damn sense? Oh um, Yeah, I mean it, so if you're looking for bobblehead, somebody there that doesn't make sense is just an idiot. Oh, well, even better. Even better. I like the idiot part because that that's cutting it right there. Boom! Right between the eyes. But, yeah, so I see another one. And here, this one this one blows my mind. Um, we've admitted this and talked about this ad nauseum, so I'm not trying to go down this road, but so much. But, hey, AEW is how old? Two years. Yeah. If, it, it, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Probably just a week over. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a week over two years. Now, granted, the guys that are in AEW that have been planning it, sure, we know they've been planning it for longer than before they got there, but that's not what the point is. The point is the company is just over two years old. Of course they're going to see growing pains, and of course they're going to see problems when it comes to, like, a new show, for example. Rampage, for example. Yes, you had the debut, the return to wrestling of CM Punk, which spiked a huge rating. But to sit back and go and say, hey, 534,000 viewers on Rampage this past Friday is a sign that AEW is failing is ludicrous. And no, much like last week, I would not be naming the person whose YouTube video this was. No, screw that. Name them. Uh, I'd have to pull up my history. I wasn't. I really wasn't intending on dropping a name. Um, I'll pull up the history while I'm talking about it. But here's the thing, and this is what really irritates the shit out of me about some wrestling fans nowadays. Look, I'm all for it. Brian said it. it. Everybody has their own favorites, their own things that they like or appreciate or want to see. And everybody has this opinion that their opinion should be the right one. Oh, okay, cool. But sooner or later, you have to take recognition of what you're saying and go, hmm, am I, am I right or am I just wishing I was right? 534,000 viewers for Rampage. First off, yeah, that's lower. I get it. That's lower than what it was. Yeah, all right. It's a tough week. But Rampage is less than three months old. Rampage is, is not even close to an established show for AEW. AEW Dark, AEW Dark Elevation are more established than Rampage right now. And that's not a dig. It's just an observation. That's the facts. So to say that, well, you know, you can't put on a show for Rampage because nobody wants to see Ricky Starks, which, by the way, that's bullshit. A lot of fans want to see Ricky Starks. And quite frankly, if you paid attention to what quarter hours actually draw when it comes to segments on Dynamite, Ricky Starks? Yeah, he's one of those guys. Brian, the name of this uh, numbskull is the Wrestling Jesus. 
Well, that, I mean, that pretty much that's yeah, sums I, it up right there. So. I, I kind of figured, and I think that's probably why I didn't pay much mind to it, but it just floors me. I mean, yeah, 534, is a, that's a low number for Rampage. I'll give him that. But I certainly wouldn't be, like, burying and grabbing a shovel and saying, ah, AEW's done. It's over. So um, Dynamite's still now, peaking over a million. All right. So now that you have Ooh, excuse me. established who the person is, Right? Yes, sir. And I purposely made you throw a name out there because I wanted to throw a name at you. I didn't like it. It hurt. It hurt my heart. It hurt. It hurt my acid reflux. <clears throat> so there's a phrase called clickbait. Mm. You mean like fake news? Yes, because you clicked on it. I did. I did. I said, "What the hell? What's this?" And I did click on Which, it. Right. Yep. Yeah, then gave him a view. And now he got you so upset that on your show, you want to take it out on him. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> All because having an opinion. Three weeks in a row, he's giving this guy airtime. Uh, no, different guy, sadly. Different guy. But you, but you see what I'm saying, right? So that is the, that's the thing to do, is... To come up with some BS article, put it out there, so people will click on it. Right? So Rampage, yeah, and then, yeah, Stan gets mad. Stan's the one who's getting mad here. (laughs) The other guy's sitting back going, (laughs) gotcha, sucker. Well, he must not be too lonely. He's got over a thousand people subscribed to his channel, so... Apparently, there's people that are like, oh, let's see what he's saying. Well, he had 999 until last week, thank you. No, sir. No, sir. (laughs) Don't blame me for that. But that's that's what people do now because in the grand scheme of things, right, if they don't say something stupid and outlandish, nobody's going to click on them. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what this guy is, right? So let's uh, let's not forget the rampage is only ten o'clock at night. Ten o'clock on Fridays. Come, yeah. Oh yeah, on Fridays. Yeah. It's on after a two-hour wrestling show in front of it. Mm-hmm. Most people at the end of their work week on Fridays are probably going to bed at ten o'clock, or they're going out and hanging out with the. You know, they're friends doing whatever unscrupulous act they want to do. Rock it out. So they're they're in a bad time spot altogether. However, comma, AEW as a company is nowhere near closing the door. If TBS isn't like, we need to move this, or... These aren't the numbers we're looking for, or T, mm-hmm. which one is it, TNT or TBS? TBS. TNT is where they're at right now. Or TNT, right? If that company's not worried about it, nobody else should be worried about it. And some little, you know, wannabe internet, um, you know, reporter, ooh, right? Why even click on it? Mm-hmm. You should have. You should have more sense than that, Stan. I blame oh, you no, for of this. Of course, I'll say this: I clicked on it specifically so I could bring it up this week. 
After after yeah, last he, week's conversation, I'm like, oh, this is a good one. We'll have to bring this one up too. Now the Headache like of the Week award sponsored by Bear Aspirin goes to Stan <laughs> for identifying another bobblehead or idiot on YouTube. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's the idiot. That's not a bobblehead. Well, I guess he could be. Could be a bit of both, so, especially since he's very well. I think in the order for you to be a bobblehead, your head actually has to bounce back and forth. No, 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 no. That's what I call most hardcore WWE fans that won't go across the street and watch the independent wrestling show. That's a bobblehead. This guy's pure idiot. Well, to me, and and this is where. I like having these conversations. I could care less if you say, ah, Stan's an idiot for clicking on it. Whatever. You say that all you want. Truth of the matter. Yeah, you're an idiot for clicking clicking on it. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Because here we are. We're we're talking about it. And let's look at Rampage for a second here. Dan. Dan. What? You're an idiot for clicking on it. You know what, bastard? That's it. I've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) Let's look at Rampage this past week. Because Friday night's main event was solid. Um, Brian Cage, who's been vocal through Melissa Coates, I suppose, um, not necessarily happy about his creative. Now, he's been featured on television in a lot of different ways, but he's been vocal. Great matchup with Ricky Starks. Great Philadelphia street fight. Um, And I felt like, regardless of winner, both guys came out looking, looking like superstars at the end of the night. I think this is a kind of matchup Friday night that really cements that's a statement making match for both guys, and I think they should both feel good about that. Is that a statement or a question? No, that's a statement. That's a statement. Oh, You're okay. welcome to react however you feel. No, no, but when you do the dramatic pause, it kind of throws me for a loop. Well, I know trauma's not your something? thing. It's okay. Am Rob, that's a pregnant pause. You you know what these things are. Your thoughts on Friday night's main event. Between... Oh, what? I don't have I don't have kids. Only have... Rob, who's got more kids than me, knows what really that's what we're doing today. Wait, wait, what? You're gonna end up with <laughs> the, the pregnant hell? pause? It's it's a, it's a... Is that what we're doing? Nothing to do with kids. Wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? Where am I? <laughs> The pregnant pause. The pregnant pause is that when you start a conversation. Oh, he knows it. He just threw us off on purpose. (laughs) What an asshole. (laughs) Rob, your thoughts on Ricky Starks and Brian Cage from Friday night. I thought you made a statement. I didn't know you were asking a question. Now you're asking a question. Yeah, see? Rob's not ready. Rob. You take your pregnant pause and end it in a like a period. Isn't that the point? That's why you make those statements. Anyway, uh-uh. all right, Brian. Anyway, let's... I thought it was a quality match, a good hitting match. <laughs> it was. It's like one thing I'm enjoying is the fact that your main event is not necessarily your main event. People, it just happens to be the best match on the card. Ah, wait, wait, wait a minute, Rob. Are you saying? That in AEW, a main event matchup can come from literally anywhere? Uh, yeah. Oh, holy shit. Brian, <laughs> Ricky Starks and uh, Brian Cage, main event for the FTW title for Philly Street Fight. What did you think of this? 
wasn't really a Philly street fight. I wanted blood. I wanted gore. I wanted barbed wire. You know what I'm saying? You're in like Philly for Pete's sake. The home of ECW. Mm-hmm. I want that type of Philly cheesesteak street fight. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, I really Ricky, hate those Philly cheesesteak street fights. Yeah, Ricky needs to do a better job of taking the blade out of his uh, wristband. Yeah, <laughs> he said that's funny. Yeah, that was a bit of a. Um, mm. Or the cameraman has to do better at his angles. Yeah, they didn't do him any favors. That's for sure. Because like he's getting ready to, and you're like, uh, oh, what's that in his hand? Oh, wait, what is he? No, ow, why? (laughs) Well, no, if you go back and and watch, Mm -hmm. there's a time where he's standing up. You see him go to his left wristband. Mm -hmm. And then the way when he puts his right hand down, you can tell he has something firmly grasped between his thumb and finger. All right, that's just the way he's holding his hand. And you can tell, you know. Anybody's been doing this long enough, that's exactly what's coming next. That pregnant pause. Wait, you saying had another pregnant pause? Well, he does have more kids than us. Oh, see? I, I thought it wasn't about kids. I thought it wasn't about <laughs> kids either. Now I'm confused. I don't understand. I thought I was using the terms right. Now I'm not. I'm sorry, guys. I, I failed you. I think Rob just said that because you look pregnant. Like, Rob was really insulting you. It's a food, baby. <laughs> it's set to deliver in about 45 minutes. <laughs> it's getting close to that size that you feel like if you flick it, it might pop. <coughs> Please don't. Please don't flick it. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> no, but I, I felt like uh, Rampage, and I, and I truly feel like this is what they're doing with Rampage. Tony Khan has a plan for the overall presentation of his brand. And one of the things he's doing with Rampage is, okay, Dynamite is presented this way, so Rampage is going to be the, I'm not going to say the opposite, but a different way so that we have two standalone programs that at any given point in time can deliver with any set of talent I provide. I think that's that's what he's doing, and I think that... Yeah, look, 500, whatever, 534, I think, was the total. It's not a great number, but considering what we've identified, Friday night, 10 o'clock, after two hours of SmackDown, and, um, I mean, it's a brand new show. What are you expecting? Like, okay, so Hulk Hogan's supposed to come out, and suddenly it's supposed to draw $4 million? Raw doesn't draw but two. Look, these nitwits aren't going to be happy until they see Roman versus Drew McIntyre for the hundredth time mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Only for him to choke him out. Yeah. Most of them wouldn't know what wrestling was. They're more into the sports entertainment aspect. Yeah. And I guess I can understand the the sports entertainment draw. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a style of presentation for the art form. It's not my preferred style. 
there was a time where I felt like WWE was somewhere in the middle trying to draw from both sides. But I don't necessarily... I, I have a much stronger inclination to watch Dynamite because I know that three-fourths of the card is going to be something I want to see. Regardless of who is in the match. I mean, if I watch The Dark Order, if I, or if I watch the Lucha Brothers, or if I watch Anna Jay or Ty Conti, I know that regardless of who it is, they're going to have a good match. That's what I want to see. Now, granted, the entertainment aspect of what we see, it, it varies from time to time. Like, sure, there could be a little bit more character development, but if you really want that kind of character development, then maybe you should be watching BTE. Because as much tongue-in-cheek stuff as that BTE pre presents... And they definitely do. Um, the Really, the story of Adam Page and Kenny Omega, and Brian, I don't know if you'd agree with this, the story of that feud really plays out better on BTE. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that. I, I mean... BTE is definitely a like a compliment mm -hmm. to um, you know what they're doing, but I don't. I think they do better work uh, on Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Rob, what do you think? I mean, I know that you don't necessarily watch BTE very much but when you see it are you feeling like it complements like the other YouTube shows do for AEW's programming I do I mean it shows the, another side of it it shows the personalities that don't necessarily get to come out fully on like Dynamite and Rampage and those things because mm -hmm. they're using Sorry, they're using the platforms they have in order to spread out what they've got. And BTE has been historically where the comedy goes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where their comedy goes, and that's what they're doing. And so I like the fact that they continue that. Now, has Hangman Page and Omega had this long-going thing on on BTE? Yeah. Um, is it fun to see it spill over into dynamite and yeah so I, I agree with you and i feel like with with the the interaction between the bucks and how Ow. one of the young bucks i think it was matt wanted to reach out to hangman but nick did not and so there was that dichotomy there last year year before and then with adam page making the original statement you know, you want to talk about long-term storytelling. In 2019, where they do the press conference to announce the company coming into play, you know, Adam Page says, I want to be the first AEW World Heavyweight Champion. To now, it's two years later, and he just comes back this past Wednesday on Dynamite in a very... <laughs> what is it you call it, Brian? The, the worst-kept secrets in AEW, but they still managed to... To make everybody pop for it? Mm, yeah, most of the time. Uh, I, I mean, I'll have to admit, uh, Paige coming back was a shock. I wasn't expecting that one, but I mean, we all knew Punk was coming. Mm -hmm. Danielson was coming. Cole was going. 
Um, I mean, everybody knew, but yet when it happened, it was still like, holy, holy shit, it's happening. Right, right. That's a pretty awesome, awesome feeling to hear the crowd, by the way, chanting cowboy shit at the top of their lungs. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was fun when that happened. I didn't. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, as soon as he, as soon as he comes down the ramp, Jim Ross apparently looks to Tony and says, "Hey, Tony, are you ready for some cowboy shiznit?" Let's go over to Jr. to throw a little, throw a little bit in there. Not in catch. It was. It was one of those. Uh, it was a, it was the most real moment you could have for somebody's surprise comeback or return. Like I felt like the crowd legitimately was holy crap, we can't believe it kind of thing. I mean, I can agree with that cuz I mean, I don't think any of us was expected it either. I well, mean, you I mean, figure they're in Norfolk Mm-hmm. Or in just a few short weeks, you know, you figure he'd come back then. Uh, not, not now to get a, you know, get his title shot back. I feel like it's this is going to be, you know, full gears in November. It's it's going to be another one of those. You know, I can't believe it finally happened kind of moments for, for you know, All Elite Wrestling because when Adam Page wins that title, and, and you said it in the in the chat room as well, when Adam Page wins that title, that's going to be one of the biggest moments in AEW's history. No, I, I mean, I think, I think you're, you're coming full circle when he wins. Like, it... To me, it's almost like the end of a chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first chapter of AEW is culminated by him winning the title. Man, I'd say I think, if two years is the length of a chapter, I'm all in. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I think Omega probably steps back. Maybe he goes to New Japan, um, comes back, wins it back eventually, but... but you know, there's a lot of other people that are probably, I think, will probably get a, a shot at that world title after Omega loses, and Omega will again take a back seat. Now, fantasy booking here, Rob. I'll ask you first. Do you think Adam Cole and Kenny Omega are next up to have a feud after uh, Omega loses to Page? I think yes. I think it's it, they're destined to have the who's going to be the like. Look, you're the leader of the elite, and you lost your belt, so you can't be the leader of the elite. You're no longer elite. Blah blah blah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think they're destined to have that. Paige is too much of an alpha personality to sit there and play second fiddle to him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's that's a that's a real statement there. I mean, with with Cole coming in with the the fanfare he has, he's he is uh, until they do something otherwise, he's positioned to, to be one of their top good guy reactions, top pop 
type characters regardless of what he does and i feel like it would make sense to have the the elite in the good brothers and kenny omega against the super click and have them have them in a in a mini feud depending on how long it goes brian could you see that playing out Mm, i mean i I would hope you would see some new japan stuff first before that happened Mm mm-hmm I mean, you got Osprey calling for it. Tom Batonga's called for it. Um, I mean, I would hope they would take advantage of this uh, while uh, while you can. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, things are continuing to to improve from a from a worldwide perspective. New Japan is is going to be in a situation very soon where they're going to be able to. I guess, quote-unquote, open up some doors to having talent travel to come compete in the, on their turf. And then let's not forget that New Japan Strong still providing programming over in Los Angeles on a periodic basis. So there's certainly room to have it happen. Is that a pregnant pause? Uh, no, I just honestly, I just thought you would interject there too. <laughs> I thought you'd have something. I thought you'd have something, man. That pregnant pause did not do anything but fail. Yeah, that that didn't go well. That didn't go well. That hurt. You are loser. Brian, he goes to to if if Kenny Omega goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling, he takes on. Will Osprey. I mean, that's Osprey. Of course, is still calling himself the uncrowned champion of New, of New Japan, the, the the uncrowned world champion. What kind? Of, what kind of? I'm not sure how I asked this question. Does that matchup provide the same five or six star, whatever the rating is, appearance or presentation that Okada and Omega does? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a question of wishful thinking. Right. We would say, you know, I could say I would hope it does, but that doesn't mean, you know, that that would just be what I hope it does. I mean, it's truly a tough call because that's a big bar to try to raise up to. I mean, Kenny does it and has done it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Look at, look at the, the matches that... He's put out uh, just an AEW, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the question is, is the chemistry there like Omega and Okada? Has Kenny Omega not faced Will Osprey before? Oh, I'm sure he probably has, but I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't. I'm not that much of a. I can't watch wrestling every day, Stan. I know you want me to. All day, every day. You're never supposed to turn on anything else. I can't do it. No comics. No good horror movies. None of it. Just wrestling. I can't do horror movies. Wait, when's Halloween come out? Uh, The 22nd, I think. No, that's Dune. Oh, yeah, whatever. I think Halloween Kills is out this week. 
I'm sure they have. I mean, mm-hmm. but I don't watch. I haven't watched New Japan, so I couldn't tell you. I wish there but was. I bet more you if a, you look it I wish there was more of a, a exposure to to New Japan World than just their website. I wish there was more of a. There is for three ninety nine. You can get all the New Japan you want. Wait, is it on sale? Or, okay, four ninety nine. Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, we were talking about. Hey, have they ever faced off? Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay faced off at PWG All Star Weekend eleven. Um, that is from two thousand and twenty. And yeah, these. Uh... Brian, I don't know, man. Um, I'll, I'll send you the link here in our in our chat. You may you may have a point. Maybe it's a, it's a stiff bar to raise up to, but um, they might have a shot. <laughs> they might be able yeah. to. They might be able to reach that level. I mean, I, there's a lot that probably goes into uh-huh. reaching that bar, and you got to make sure you know everything goes right. I still want to see Okada make his way to AEW. I want to see Okada come to the states. I feel if there's a company that would give him the proper stage, it would be AEW. Oh, really? Well, I mean, WWE has already proven they can't handle an actual wrestling talent. They have to find, you know, uh, Tony D'Angelo for NXT 2.0, who very, very well could be a great wrestler, but... They got to turn them into some Goodfellas comedy kind of thing. Um, you know, Gable Stevenson is signed to, is drafted to Raw, and he hasn't even started training yet. He's still working through, uh, I want to say, world championship runs for his uh, collegiate wrestling career. So I, I don't know. It, it makes me nervous. I mean, they've got they've had a track record. Kurt Angle turned into one of the the best of all time, but. At the same time, for as many Kurt Angles there are, there's also Ken Patera. What was wrong with Ken Patera? Wow. Mm-hmm. What was it's wrong not with Ken the guy? Patera. It's that one that came after Brock Lesnar. Remember that kid they hired? What was he? It was after Brock. And he just he came after Brock. Like, he looked like he just left the farm, and he came in, and he did a couple things, and he gone. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys like that. Daniel Pewter, who tried to shoot on Kurt Angle, and almost broke Kurt's arm, and ultimately sealed his own fate. There was um, that guy named Stan Grubb. Um, uh, no. <laughs> don't 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 you put that evil star. on me? Huh? Don't put that evil on me. I didn't ever did it. I'm still waiting for Braun Breaker to come out and win the title. I'm sure it's coming. I think it happens at Halloween Havoc. I don't think they're going to wait. I think they're going to get to that that event for NXT, and boom, that's when it happens. Well, I mean, think about it. It's 2.0, right? So, mm-hmm. theoretically, you should get rid of anybody that was in 1.0. Mm-hmm. So... Whether whether he wants to go up to the main roster or not, 
think uh, Tomasa is probably done. Yeah, I agree. I feel like uh, Champa is, you know, God bless him for saying it. He wants to help out NXT, but once they put the title on on Braun, on Steiner, thank you. Um, I I just can't see. I can't see them doing anything but say, okay, well, it's time to move up, and ultimately he'll be like, nah, no, and then he'll leave, he'll find another company to work. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, a matchup with Braun and Walter. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I I am impressed consistently with what uh, the, the young Steiner continues to do, but I don't know. Walter's, like, on a different level. I mean, you got to legitimize the kid. That's true. That's true. You have to find a way to, to give him some street cred, that's for sure. Even in a losing effort to Walter, that could really put him on the map. Jeez. I feel like uh, the Creed brothers Eli, from the Diamond Eli. Mine are another, another team that uh, could really be a great staple for NXT. What was that you said? Wait, I'm good. He said nothing. <laughs> hey, Rob, I think we should get Stan a bell. Yeah. Every time he makes a statement, he should ring it. I think you guys should just participate with the conversation instead of waiting for me to ask you direct questions. But, you know, that's just my thought. Wow, someone's testy. Yeah, <laughs> testy. I mean, if you can't handle the, if you can't handle the pregnant pause... <laughs> Well, apparently you get all testicular on us, so. Yeah. Wait, what? No, I don't. Yeah. Nobody's getting testicular on this show. (laughs) That's for damn sure. Gotta fold me. It'll be be okay, Stan. Just don't yell at us, because. Will it? Will it really? Because we're not, uh, you know, impressed or haven't seen. Uh, these two guys you're talking about. Oh, Rob's got a life. Must be nice. I don't watch NXT 2.0 or... Yeah, Must be nice. What is it like out there, Rob? In the real world? Well, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> they have floating chairs now, Stan, so you need to come outside. Son of a bitch! Floating chairs. Good God, I gotta get that. Robots. But don't breathe the air because the air is toxic. You might die. Well, isn't everything toxic now? Yes. Like literally, you could you could touch your doorknob and be dead because this is the worst thing ever. So, do you think that the no? See that. Stan was a pregnant pause. Son of a... So I've been doing it wrong? The... The world is flat. Oh, you're one of those flat earth guys, huh? Oh, shit. Now it all makes sense. That 
That is true. Now it does make no, sense. That <laughs> phrase, the world, that, that phrase is. We're going to get so much hate mail. Like, huh? <laughs> no, what's funny is Rob is now trying to justify that he's not a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> we have gone so far off the rail. I have no idea where we were even at before. We're just. We're just... I don't care. <laughs> we got you away from NXT 2.0. Was it? Was that a rabbit hole? Did I go down a rabbit hole, guys? No, oh, I mean, but you brought up a topic we didn't like, so we changed it. Yeah, we outvoted you two thirds. <laughs> or don't play, Brian. Math. You can't that do math. 60, that would be sixty-six. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Sixty-six <laughs> percent. Don't lie. You can't do math. <laughs> you learned your no, math actually, from Scott would, Steiner. That would be. That would be. 99% of 100, because your 1% doesn't count. How many people watching that when it first aired were like, "What? wait, what? I'm telling you, dude, go back and watch it. You can watch it on Impact, on Twitch. They normally replay that segment over and over and over again. At, at nauseum, Steiner is correct in his math. They do love themselves some Steiner math. That is for sure. Yeah. It gets played a lot. Be watching one of the best knockouts matches you've ever seen, and boom! Time for Steiner math. Totally pulls you out of it. (laughs) I mean, it's one of those immortal promos that'll live forever. True, true. But it's correct. I've I've had the numbers checked. (laughs) Oh really? Is there a Steiner math calendar or calculator? Nope, you gotta listen. You gotta you gotta bust the calculator out on your phone while he's doing it, and then you know, make sure you put the numbers in correctly, and it works. Rob, I don't buy it. Is he telling the truth? No, he ain't telling the truth. What do you mean, no? <laughs> Defend yourself, Brian. How is Steiner math? Fast. Fast. <laughs> what? Well, let me... He couldn't work his phone that fast. He'd be yelling in the other room to the other people in the house. What is that? <laughs> not true because on Twitch they do it so many times. I mean, you get enough replays. You can follow along pretty. Yeah, yeah. You, you could. You don't even have All to worry right, so about pausing it. You just wait. 30 I can't minutes. believe I'm doing this. YouTube. YouTube. You think we'd get a copyright strike if I played it on the air? Probably. So, but it, this would just would just be easier. Steiner. Oh, look, I type in. I'm not even done Steiner, and the first thing is Steiner math. That's true. Right. If you type Steiner at YouTube, it, it pulls up Steiner math promo. All right, so here we go. All right, so it's based on a triple threat match. Right? <laughs> so it's Steiner, Samoa Joe, and Kurt Angle. All right, so let's get to the first part of the math equation. Would you shut up and just go to the math? All right, here we go. All right. So, all right, so Steiner said that normally you go one-on-one, you have a 50-50 chance at any particular rest. <laughs> okay. So we're right there. But he's not normal because he's a genetic freak. 
<laughs> Ladies and, and gentlemen, now, the breakdown of Steiner Math is brought to That's right. This is great. This is great. And now Samoa Joe has a 25% chance. <clears throat> right. Because because he's not a genetic freak. This part of the show brought to you by, well, there's a will, there's an A. <laughs> so if you throw Angle in the mix, Samoa Joe's chances go down. Mm-hmm. So now he's got a 33rd, a 30, 33rd <laughs> chance, right? Okay, you got to be able so, to say it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it, though, right? So it's three-man, 33 and a third. So that puts you right about 100. Right? See? So he's right. He's right so far. Except 33 now, and a third now is greater a, than 25%. Well, yeah, but that was he. he, he <laughs> that was about like when you're in the ring with a genetic freak. Ah, okay, just by himself. He got see, that's I wouldn't hold my mouth right. You I'm got sorry. Twenty-five, right, right. Yeah, see, you get you got to look. Yeah, you got to look past some of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see now because see Steiner has a sixty-six <laughs> and two-thirds chance, right? Because Kurt Angle has no chance. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. Steiner with his 66 and two-thirds, and Joe with his 33% and one-third, <laughs> right? And then Kurt Angle has zero. Minus 25%, yep. No, 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 no. That, that's in a, in a normal match with Steiner. <laughs> see, now we're talking triple threat. Does Kurt Angle knows? Yep, Kurt Angle knows he can't be me. Oh, here we go. Minus my 25% chance, you got an 8 and a third. All right, so, <laughs> Samoa Joe has a 33 and, and one-third percent chance. And then you minus the 25% chance that he gave him in a singles match. <laughs> because, again, Kurt Angle is zero pro. <laughs> he doesn't count. And you come up with 8%. You know what right, I'm saying? Taylor the math is still knows. good. Also, Matt is John Madden. Oh, <laughs> wrestling Matt. Matt is still good. <laughs> see, and see, he just said it. You take my 75% chance winning if it was one on one and add it to my 66 and two thirds percent chance because we're in a triple threat and Kurt Angle's percentage is zero, we're not like 125. Oh, 141. See? Do the math. Still right. <laughs> See? I, I'm telling you. That's, I mean, that's that's Steiner math right there. The numbers don't lie. I still think Chris Mojo wins. I think he does. Does Mojo win that trip? I think Samoa Joe does can actually win that match. Yeah. Now, I did send you a wonderful breakdown of that promo, Brian, that I think you'll agree when you watch that <laughs> that that might be the most stellar YouTube video of all time. <clears throat> uh, well, Brian, thank you very much for that. <clears throat> You're welcome. But the, the, the numbers definitive. don't lie. The numbers <laughs> don't lie. The definitive explanation of Steiner math right here, only on Corner to Corner. Yeah, because that's Big Papa Pump. He's and Brian, with your hookup. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. It sounded much better than what I said. 
Brian, with math hookups. Well, the, where there's a will, there is an A, Rob. Big Papa Brian, see your math hookup. <laughs> and all this time, if you can't find all this time, y'all thought that that math didn't add up, but it adds up. Almost right down to the decimal. But that would have been too too much for y'all. So he rounded, not decimals. he rounded numbers. <laughs> he rounded numbers. Don't confuse me. I hate math. <laughs> <laughs> how many <laughs> how many fans do you think watched that promo and were like god damn it I just finished homework what the hell is this <laughs> so how what? many of them actually pulled out the paper and started making it alright this ain't working <laughs> but it does work that's the, that's, the, that's the funny part I think when you listen to it and you're just <laughs> rambling you're like this shit doesn't make any sense but you you miss the key like when he does when he adds the seventy five and the sixty six, right? And he tells you, well, I'll take my seventy five percent chance if we were one on one and added to my sixty six percent chance, you know, because we're not a triple threat. And angles percent doesn't count, you know. You get lost in the numbers. I think you can get they lost work. in the sauce real easy on that. <clears throat> yeah, they work. Brian, we are better men. For having heard you describe and lay out the premise and the and the importance of Steiner Matt. You know, I think we need to I think we need to try and reach out to him and be like, look, we got this guy who who is on the show and he he <laughs> understands Steiner math, but we need you to come on and explain it to the rest of the world. <laughs> what I will do is I will edit down the segment where you do the breakdown of Steiner math and I will send it to him. I will put it on YouTube and send it to him and see if I can get him to respond. And if he responds then I will in fact ask him, sir, if you would be so kind to please share with us the precipice of Steiner math. The, the one guy in the world is on our show that believes in Steiner math. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it now. So, so Mr. Steiner, we had this conversation. We were we were joking around about Flat Earth, and all of a sudden, boom, there's the Steiner math promo. And we have to have your thoughts, sir. That's so funny. <laughs> we are the goofiest sumbitches. <laughs> if you're listening to Quarter to Quarter right now, you're listening through iHeartRadio, C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com. First off, I want to just point out to you that ibuprofen can be purchased at your local CVS. Secondly, the importance of Steiner math cannot be overstated. However, I should caution you that if you haven't had a beer or two, it's not going to make any sense. No, don't. That, maybe that's the problem. Maybe everybody was drinking beer because it was impact wrestling. Put the beer away. Do the math in, on, on the paper. Oh wow! Yeah, a, now you want beautiful... me to be sober and watch TV? Yes. Yeah. Oh god. I, so this math problem will forever be like one of the greatest math problems that'll go down. Like in a hundred years, we're gonna have E equals MC right. squared. Are you going tomorrow? Um, you know some of these other ones, Newton's law, and then they're gonna have a class just on Steiner math. It's gonna be beautiful. That would be awesome if if we could have Scott Steiner performing the Steiner math at an actual university. 
You know what's going to be great is when we find out that Steiner math is the math equation needed to, for us to get to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the way to break light speed is... <laughs> you see, take you your take 66 speed, and two-thirds and my... 66% chance against my 66% chance... And 121 gigawatts and boom! <laughs> oh, that's next level thinking right there, buddy. Back to the future math. You. And Steiner. in a hundred years after civilization breaks down and dies, right? Mm-hmm. What in the in you know a thousand years from now when when civilization comes back from the primordial pool of you know, whatever. Somebody's going to unearth a, 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 a iPad and get it to work, and it's going to be Steiner math. Oh, the last and Steiner math is going to take <laughs> Cro Magnon man out of the caves, and they're going to start building shrines to this math problem. <laughs> we better be careful. We're going to get mathematicians sending us hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, you've never heard an actual mathematician comment on it because they know it's right oh that's even better screw getting steiner on to break it down we need a mathematician to come on and do it. <laughs> why wouldn't you want steiner over the math of course i want steiner on here are you kidding me even if we piss Although, him off and he starts cussing at us <laughs> yeah yeah if you do the mathematician first that might <laughs> we could we could put a point counterpoint kind of thing together Mr. Steiner, the mathematician has spoken. Your thoughts, sir. We might get another gold promo right then and there. Uh, that's funny. It writes itself. The comedy writes itself. You should do that. Break it down and send it to him. See if you can get a response. That's funny. See if oh, you can do, get him on here. And be like, that's hey, getting done. Why don't you come on here? Let's talk Steiner math. <laughs> I'm going to uh, <clears throat> edit that down, if not this evening, tomorrow morning. And uh, I will be sending it to uh, – there's a Facebook link I think I can send it to. I don't know if it's legitimately him, but on a wing We should a have pair, a check, right? If it, if it happens to be him, I will send it to it. And I'll get the ball I would rolling. think he would have a check. He'd be... Well, <clears throat> hell, we're, we got a second or two. Let me look up. Scott Steiner. This is so crazy. And yes, yes, Bobblehead's out there. I know his last name is spelled differently, but he would have a Facebook page. Everybody has Facebook pages. See, look, here's Scott Steiner. Ten posts a year, public group. Is it verified? No. Keep it moving. Let's see here. Let's find Scott Steiner. I could see him coming on and being like, you doing the whole math thing, and he'd be like, you're so dumb. <laughs> I could see him going, no, you I... guys are absolute idiots. <laughs> no, man. Get... Listen, I don't think he's ever talked about it in, you know, that I've seen in like a conversation, interview. Maybe he has. I just haven't seen it. Well, I think it's time to clear the air. This, this is light speed mathematics right here there we go i just sent it to you guys i found it 
We'll be messaging it as soon as the clip is ready. Well, that's right, Mr. Steiner. We're coming for you. That's so funny. Oh, let's see here. So we got some time before uh, Full Gear. So the official announcement hasn't been made yet for Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Um, so I imagine that may come on Wednesday for Dynamite. <clears throat> I know we're up against it, but I just wanted to close out with this. Guys, your thoughts on the new hose, I mean TBS championship. <laughs> so, all right, so let me ask you this. How many titles does the WWE have? Um, I don't even know the count anymore. Two world two titles. Tag titles. Two mid cards. Tag two titles. Two world. Women titles. Yep. Women tag, tag titles. Yep, yep. Plus the NXT. Right. <laughs> so is it because this is a woman's title? Or is it simply the name? What, the hose title? I think it's the font, the way the name the is TBS. made on the belt. Yeah, yeah. The hose wow. the hose comment just comes from the way the font is on the TBS logo. And it just shows in a way that, as Sonny said, once you see it, you really can't unsee it. It does look like the word hose on the belt. But, no, that's the only reason that I said the joke of it. I, I think that the TBS title in and of itself is... It's a great opportunity for the size of the roster for the women's roster division that AEW has. It's a great opportunity to get the more exposure. So I, I honestly approve. I mean, I'll admit I'm not particularly fond of the name either. However, we've been dealing with a TNT title. That's true. That's true. And we've accepted it. It is an accepted title. We're all happy to see it. That's very true. So is it because of the woman? The women? Stan, is that why you're not accepting? I mean, you don't want them to have a second title. There's something familiar about the font that I just can't put my hand on. Like the whole belt design, there's just something familiar about it. I just can't put my finger on. It just seems so where weird. I've seen this belt design before. Yeah, it's it's a little, you know, like mm. I think I've seen. No, honestly, I, I I don't have a problem with it. I I do think that the <clears throat> the network logo is. I don't know. I could do without that, but again, the TNT title was was accepted. We were we were questioning it at first, and then look what we got. We got the the legendary run of Miro. I mean, would you rather have like a twenty four seven type of title? Hey, who are you to question the ability of Reginald? So you will get a <clears throat> great run of Ruby Soho. That could be. I think Thunder Rosa. Hmm. I think Ruby stays at the top. I'll say this. I was very, very surprised that Sheeta lost to Serena Deeb. Well, Sky God. Blue or Blue Sky or whatever her name just got her butt whipped again. So. Who did Sky Blue go against? <clears throat> On Rampage. Oh, is that, get uh, out of here! Is that Bob Jade? is watching. Oh, Jade Cargo. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I forgot. I thought he said Dark. <laughs> I was like, "What is Rob watching Dark or Elevation?" <laughs> well, no, he did say. I think he did say Dark or Elevation at first, but I think it did happen on Rampage. No, you said you said Rampage. My yeah, he said Rampage. Yeah, my mind just went. <clears throat> whatever's on today. 
Uh, another tag team by the wayside. There goes Ali and Mansoor. We hardly knew them. No, really, I, I barely know who that guy is. <clears throat> Just saying. Yay. <laughs> All right. Roster. Yeah, it's such a joke roster. <clears throat> this has been po- fun, folks. Yeah. Rob said he's out. Deuces. Thanks for following us with the conversation of stars that maybe you thought were that weren't. And uh, thanks again for, of course, supporting us through the downloads and the the multiple platforms. We want to appreciate all of our listeners, of course, on iHeartRadio. Again, really surprising looking at the stats today and seeing seeing the traffic. 25% of our listenership, guys, coming from iHeartRadio. So thank you. Thank you to the wonderful folks over at iHeartRadio for helping us out. Next week, we'll come back, same bat time, same bat channel, to talk all about AEW and maybe WWE if they do something. We'll talk about what Rampage did in that half-hour competition, see who came out on top. We'll have more to talk about with Women of Wrestling, with AJ Lee being the executive producer and Tessa Blanchard being their top talent sign. So we'll see what happens next with that. Catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C2C and Rob Hefner on Facebook, RDHUWP on the Instagram. Yeah. Catch up with yeah. Brian <laughs> at Vlad Dragul C. Vlad Dragul. Got to pronounce it correct. Vlad Dragul C2C on the Twitter bot. And catch up with him at Brian Taylor on Facebook. I'm at Stan Grubb everywhere. And catch up with the show at Corner to Corner Show on Facebook, C2C Radio Show on Twitter. And, of course, C2CRadioShow.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a great night, everybody. No, no, we're not going to see him. What? We're not going to see him? No. Mm. Full stop. Don't play music. Wait, we're not seeing these people? They're not seeing you. I've been doing it wrong. You've been doing it wrong. You just got catfished again. Yeah. Sorry, so, everybody. so you've been having video on while me and Rob have it? Is that what we're doing? No. I don't even have my camera plugged in. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're <clears> not going to see you. You can have the pleasure of listening to our voices. The dulcet tones of C2C. <laughs> have a great night, everybody. This week on C2C, Hello? we're going to have the scenic sounds of a wrestling match. <laughs> Smack, boom, bow, bow, boom. Yeah. Hey, turn in next week while where Rob uh, reads Pride and Prejudice for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all Just go out for a minute. on a winter's <laughs> night. <laughs> I mean, if Kaufman can get away with it, I don't know why we should. We no- give <laughs> 